Dave from the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Welcome to our episode. Before we get started, I want to remind you to please follow us on social media. You can locate us at WDDIMpodcast.com. Also on YouTube, please look us up at What Difference Does It Make podcast. We've got some great stuff there. This week, we're going to be talking about tribute bands. So let's get into it with Holly and Dave on the What Difference Does It Make podcast. And so tell me about what was, first of all, what was the name of the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers tribute band? So the band is called Heartbreak Over Petty. Okay. And I'd seen them once before. And it's a friend of mine, an old friend is the singer and another old friend is the drummer. And so, of course, I mean, I'm a huge Petty fan, but I saw them uh, play at a bar actually close to my house. And it was standing room only. Actually, we were afraid we weren't going to get in. Uh, And they were good. They were like a bar band. They were great, I should say. This time was fucking fantastic. Um, (laughs) It was at a bar in in the NoHo Arts District, so in North Hollywood, which I'd never been. It's not one of my normal hangouts. It's called the Federal. Know it well. Yeah, it's really cool. Yes. It's a really great venue. There's a restaurant downstairs, and then there's a bar upstairs, and you can order food, so it's fantastic. But the and the sound was really good. The sound quality was really good. But they are so great. They we knew going in that they were only going to play for an hour. Uh, there were four bands that night on the bill, and they were I don't know if they were first or second. Um, so they were only going to play for an hour, and it wasn't like they were going to get an encore. So Eddie, the singer, got out there and said, "We're just going to play all the hits because we have an hour." And um, so they played all the hits, and they didn't even get to play all the hits because it was only an hour. Right. And as we know, Tom Petty has played more than that. They played The Waiting, they opened with. Yeah, it was a great opener. Um, sure. After you've been waiting for the band to come on. Yes. <laughs> no, I got there pretty close to when they came on. Uh, and it was a nice crowd. This, okay. So they come out. Does he Does he look anything like Tom Petty? Is this like a band that, that nope. needs to look like? Nope. And he doesn't even sound, he doesn't, his voice doesn't have the same tone as Tom Petty, but he's a fun performer and he has a really good voice for it. Okay. Um, the, okay, so this is a tribute, but not an incredible simulation. No, this is this is just a band that loves to play petty music and is playing for the sheer joy of the song. Exactly, yeah, which is great. Although I'll tell you something about them uh, about Eddie. Uh, he's played. He plays in other tribute bands. I'd seen him play in a band called Pretentious, which is a Pretenders mm. cover band, and they were great. But they did the singer, uh, the girl who was singing, you know, dressed like Chrissy Hind, and she looked like Chrissy Hind. So he has played in a tribute band that emulates the mm-hmm. original band. But this one, the the band was true to the music for sure. It wasn't their own take on it. The band was tight. They were fun. They were, you could see they were totally enjoying it. And they were great. These guys are all really talented, you know, in and of themselves. They played Listen to Her Heart. They played Shadow of a Doubt, Breakdown, uh, Even the Losers, Refugee. Too much about it. 
I was trying to think afterwards if any songs were noticeably absent, and the only one I could come up with was um, Don't Do Me Like That, which was surprising. But I guess you can only play so many songs in an hour. Exactly. There, it was. Uh, it was just a super fun show. You know, I asked Eddie afterwards. You know, I know he plays. I mean, he has a you know career other than you know playing music, but he plays in some other eighties tri- not tribute bands, but he plays in some eighties bands. This one was called Totally Eighties. Of course, once I googled that, I found abandoned just about every city across the country yes it's not very original (laughs) yeah and then a band that he said he fills in with but he's on their website it's called 80 do um and they look like so much fun but the other guys in the band i also wanted to give them do you remember the plumbing 80 do except it's a d e e d yes (laughs) i remember the i do that's pretty good marketing yeah no i do remember 80 do that's good yeah see no, this is 80. stuck in my head. Yeah. 80, the number I'm dash sure, do. Right, but I'm sure it was based on that. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good call on, on band name. Didn't you, band. That didn't even occur to me when I, when I well, read it. Well, you know it. what? We got to bring this guy into the studio. Yes. Yes, I know. Um, yeah. He could talk. He, he just plays in these really fun bands, and he's talented, and he just, to me, Part of the, you know, the, the enjoyment of seeing a band is seeing how much fun they're having and how, you know, how well they gel together, you know? That's exactly right. And that's, that's why seeing a, a, the house band, you know, backing these artists, you can't, you don't get any of that. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and so the, there was a, um, uh, Melissa on keyboards and all, she also sang vocals and Dave Boss, the guy, uh, one of the guitarists who also does backing vocals. They were, it was not like seeing, you know, the Heartbreakers on stage, but as enjoyable, if you've ever seen Tom Penny and the Heartbreakers, and I'm sure you have, mm-hmm. they looked like they were having just as much fun and totally gelling with each other. Jess Wall on lead guitar and Anthony Perkins, which I thought was so funny, on bass. Nice. Yeah. Um, did he bring his mom? <laughs> why, did Tony Perkins bring his mom to something? Have you ever seen the movie Psycho? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it all together. Okay, sorry. Follow, follow along. So, funny thing was, we were at the show, and I lo- and and I think he introduced. I think he introduced them, and I looked at the people I was standing with. A whole big bunch of us went from you know a lot of my high school friends, and I started laughing when he said Anthony Perkins, and my friends just looked at me like, what? <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then one actually said, "Oh, I knew him by Tony, the actor." Oh, okay, fine. Anyway, what a anyway, they're really fun, and and, um, and maybe next time you can come see them with me. They're really, really fun and just super talented. That's good. There's always tri- were there were these all tribute bands that were playing? Uh, or you just left? No, I stayed. But you know, we were talking amongst ourselves afterwards, and it's funny when the next band got up there. They were not a, a tribute band. Okay, at least it was not music that <laughs> I recognized. <laughs> but they they were. Uh, <laughs> When, when they first got up there, someone said, they look like they're going to be punk. And I don't know if I would have called it punk. They were pretty rocking. And don't ask me the name. I do not remember. All right. So Heartbreak tri- Over Petty was my, was the highlight for All me. Right. So it was a tribute band to a, to a band that you were not familiar with. It could have been. It was a tribute to Warrant or something like that. Yeah, now I would have recognized that. All right. It's a tribute to uh, New Kids on the Block. Would have recognized that. Damn it. Uh, tri- <laughs> I don't know. Tri- tribute to Drake. Eh. Exactly. There you go. Wouldn't have recognized any. <laughs> Meh. 
meh. I, yeah, no, they, they were, I, I cannot say enough about them. They were so fun to see. And, and I was afraid that we weren't going, so when we went to see them uh, the first time at this bar that was much smaller in, in Venice, in my neck of the woods, um, we were afraid we weren't going to get in because they were, it was, the line was out the door and they had to actually let people had to come out in order for us to get in. So I was a little nervous that we weren't going to get to see them, but it was good. And this bar is well, fantastic. That's also better. It, that's, that's also makes a show better when it's kind of tightly packed when, you know, that's why I think the band, you know, all the artists wanted everyone to move up front. The when, energy is when just there's, different. Yeah. When everyone's kind of spread out, there's not a lot of energy in a, in a bar, small bar, a band playing songs that you love and everyone's kind of packed in there and you know just singing along that that brings you know it feeds off each other yeah it definitely did it definitely did and i think um i think that even people who didn't you know you there were there were so talented and so much fun that i think they drew everybody in even the people who you know were there to see the other bands um i think you couldn't help but get into it how can you not? Yeah. It's petty music. I mean, yeah. I, and that's why tribute bands are so successful is that yeah. people want to, you know, these songs are bigger than the artists a lot of times, you know, it's, uh, people, they just want, you know, you, I think artists say this all the time. What's, you know, once we release it, it's, it's theirs. It's not ours anymore. And, you know, it, whatever it meant to me at the time, it might not mean the same thing to the person who's hearing it. And it means something different to them. And once they hear, you know, when, once they hear a song, even if a tribute band plays it, that you know, you recall a moment where when you first heard it, or some yeah. moment in your life, and so that's uh, you know, that's why these songs are so huge. Impact. So- they just they have such a huge impact. Yeah, for a variety of reasons. You're right. Yeah. I did. I was talking to another friend of mine there, and. We were before the band came on. We were sitting around the table and we were talking about, you know, like desert island discs. What would you bring if mm-hmm. you were if you were stranded? And most of my friends there, these are friends from you know friends from high school and junior high. Um, Sam El- Tony, the drummer, we've been friends since elementary school. Um, but they were all into classic rock, you know, and uh, they asked me what I would bring, and like I am with your, you know, when you ask me a question on the spot, I could not think of one that I would bring. So I reeled off a few, uh, a few of the artists that I would bring, including Cheryl, Cheryl Crow, but a lot of 80s stuff like The Cure and um, Depeche Mode. And he told me about a Depeche Mode tribute band, which probably, you know, I'm sure there are many, but I got on their, their Facebook and I'm definitely going to see them. They've been playing around. And what is it called? This rumor, but I could be wrong. Definitely going to that. If you're into it, you gotta go with I, it. Yeah, I get uh, email notices. There's a lot of uh, like. Um, a lot of tribute bands that I get. I I have one. There's a Cure tribute band. I think actually it was a Cure and Depeche Mode were playing together. So um, that oh. might be one that you want to go to. There's my Desert Island right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can never um, I, I can never pick out Desert Island discs. It, it changes every day, or you know, depending on your mood. Right. right. That's that. Okay, so that I, makes so me feel just, a lot better. Just throw out whatever you know, whatever album you feel at the time. You're you're not. Yeah. I wanted to give it some thought because they were so clear on theirs. One would bring Grateful Dead. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's you're not signing a, a contract here. It, you're fine. Just throw out some songs. Throw out your albums that you like, and uh, and then you know move on. Oh, no, I I felt that it deserved some thought, and it also made me you know. Uh, sure, but that I mean it made me want to think about it. Yeah, but that's a conversation ender there. Like, hold on, let me think. And then, well, hmm. I did throw out some artists, and okay. they said, "Well, you have to pick one." And I said, "Well, I'm out. I'm out of the conversation." Oh, well, you can't do that. <laughs> you got to keep it going, and then, and then, yeah. I mean, would you still stick with Cheryl Crow? Yes. No, really? Yes. Really? Tuesday Music Club, Tuesday Night Music. Yeah, Club? that's. Uh, not, I mean, I like all her. I, even the music, I don't know. I just love listening had, to her. You had ten albums. You would bring Cheryl Crow would be the one. I would there bring a couple of Cheryl Crow albums for a sure. A couple of the ten? Let's say... I love her. She's a to- sing-along for me. <laughs> yes. Instead of bringing two Cure albums, you would bring well, two... Well, I would t- probably bring two Cure albums, or maybe I'd bring a Greatest Hits. <laughs> Double album. Right. Does that count as one? That's fine. So you, you're bringing Cheryl Crow and The Cure. What so, would you so, bring? So now all you have Smith? is, now all you have is six left? <laughs> you have six choices now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you're fine. Okay. Depeche Mode. All right. So now, <laughs> see, now we're, <laughs> we're trying to draw some. Give me one. Who was you? Morrissey? Uh, R.E.M.? No. Smithereens? Smithereens? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Smithereens. <laughs> All ten. Ten Smithereens albums. Do they have ten? I don't know. They had an album called Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think that was their eleventh record. Huh. Next time, I, I want you to find out the significance of that. I want to know. Okay, write that down. I used to travel in the shadows and I never found another try to walk up to you. But now I am a man and I know that there's no time to waste with too much to lose. Girl, you say anything at all and you know that you can call and I'll be right there for you. There's I'm a, saying 11, always, but I'm not going to know. I send you emails every week of like, things that we, we're we supposed to talk about. You're like, so good at that. No, you send me the stuff about the past, the questions that went unanswered in that week's podcast. Yes. We should do something like that. I know, well, because when I edit it, I have to go back and like, oh, okay, I need to answer this for Holly. Thank you for doing that. Well, of course. You can't <laughs> leave it just leaving out there in the ether, like unanswered. Yeah, right. I Thank you. Sure. <laughs> uh, do we have any shows come? I have a show coming up this week. Actually, I have one coming tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tell- I, I'm going to see ELO tomorrow. Very nice. Can you name their '80s hit? Weren't they all in the well, '70s so. and '80s? Yeah, telephone line. Telephone line was in the '70s. Sweet talking woman. Uh, th- that was also '70s. The hell was from the '80s. Think Please don't tell me it was a from was was it from the one from Xanadu? Of course it was. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Please edit that out. <laughs> Holly just threw up a little in her mouth. <laughs> Please edit that out because um, I love Elo, okay. Jeff Lynn, and it's going to be fun. And I saw them last year; really enjoyed them. Okay, yeah. he's not the most dynamic. He's fun, 
He's not a super dynamic performer. Have you seen him? I did. I saw him at the at the bowl. That was great. Oh yeah, that was after we saw them at the um, the Fonda Theater. Well, see, that's spectacular yes. when you see a band that should be playing in an arena, playing in a small club. It's uh, it's very cool. Of course, you didn't see fireworks like I did. They can't do the fireworks in the uh, the indoor show. No, I don't. Wait, you're talking away from the mic there. I know, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember where it's going. Oh, this is at the Forum. This one's going to be at the Forum. It is indeed. Yeah, that should be fun. It'll be great. The Forum's a great place to see shows. So we can talk about that next time. Thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. To the What Difference Does It Make podcast. And until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.